Welcome back to the Generous Life Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Copeland, and today we are continuing our conversation around the Unite Vertical, specifically looking at soul care. Uh, we just finished our first ever annual Soul Care One Day event where we had leaders from across South Florida gather together over at Spanish River Church to hear a message from local and national speakers that reinforce why we need to invest in the health and wholeness of leaders. And in this episode, I get to sit down with Melissa Ellswick of Crossway Church and Allison Hicks of the Avenue Church and talk about why they are personally leaning in and investing in caring for pastors' wives and women in ministry. All right, let's jump right in. We have uh, with us some special guests today as we continue our conversation in the Unite Vertical on why we believe investing in the health and wholeness of leaders is probably one of the greatest contributions we can make to sustained gospel ministry and collaboration here in South Florida. And today I have the privilege to sit down with Melissa Ellswick from Crossway Church and Allison Hicks from the Avenue Church. Uh, Both of you are women in ministry in significant leadership roles in your churches, but are also pastor's wives, uh, but you both have leaned into the conversation around soul care and caring for other pastor's wives, other women in ministry. And I would just love to hear from you, like, why is this a passion point for you? Thank you for having me. I have always been passionate about pastor's wives, and it birthed out of a little bit of jealousy from my husband because he was uh, starting seminary at RTS. They had a satellite campus at Spanish River Church in Boca, and he was coming home every every other night from seminary class feeling so energized and connected with other guys in seminary. And there I was as a youth pastor's wife, 21 years old, feeling like I was just on a, an island all by myself. I didn't have any connections on our staff. And so I was like, you know what? God's given me a personality to be a connector. So I just started reaching out to some other youth pastor's wives in my area. We started meeting, and back then we called ourselves the Young Ministry Wives, can't call myself that anymore. However, I began to quickly realize that if I want to go the long haul in ministry, I need to have friends there alongside of me. So here we are, 23 years later, still serving Jesus, and largely in part due to just friendships that I've developed along the way. Wow. What about for you, Allison? Um, I think it comes from being—I was a woman in leadership woman in ministry long before I was married to my husband and a pastor's wife. And so um, being a woman in leadership, uh, there were a lot of decisions that I was making that I felt really alone making. Uh, Even though I would be surrounded by people and a healthy community, a healthy church, I myself as a woman in leadership just was lonely. I didn't have anyone to debrief with. Um, I couldn't process some decisions with. And so um, I started to seek out other women in leadership in similar positions to become friends with. And it was really hard to find that. And so, um, you know, I just, the God, God kept reminding me, I pursued you, you can pursue this, I'll provide. And it was just one or two other women from other churches that we ended up meeting once every like six months. It was not a consistent thing, but when we got together, it was everything that I needed. It was life-giving, um, just women who get it who I could say a sentence and they would like finish the ending. Uh, and it was, it was just what my soul needed. It was life-giving. It was not soul-crushing. And it was doable for me. And so that went on for about 10 years. And I still meet with them at least once a year. Uh, we've all lived in different places right now. 
but we connect and are all in different seasons as well. But to have that and to know that I went through that, I'm not the only woman in leadership that has ever gone through that. And so that's where the passion comes from. That's beautiful. Um, it's cool because, you know, one of the the things that we fell back into is, you know, Church United started out of brokenness. It started out of realizing that leaders really were in isolation here in South Florida. And we, we, we started to ask the question is, uh, we started to realize that if we wanted to see long-term connection and collaboration uh, amongst pastors and church leaders, we really had to develop a theory of change that was countercultural to a lot of other unit movements, a lot of other pastors' networks. And we kind of said, listen, we have to invest in the health and wholeness of leaders. We have to invest in healthy churches. And then we can talk about going to change the world for Jesus. Like then we can go talk about flourishing cities. And we've, we did that for the last five years. We've been investing in pastors and soul care and bringing guys together and retreats and, and doing counseling and cohorts. And it's been amazing. And like the fruit of that has been really, really cool. But today we're here at at our very first Church United Soul Care One Day conference, where we had breakout sessions for women in ministry and for pastors' wives, and I think we've caught a tiger by the tail. I think we've been kind of blown away by the response and uh, also um, a hole in the market, if we could call it that way. You know, this is an untapped area, and we've said now as a movement, we've got to run towards these women in ministry and these wives and do the same things that we've done contextually different, obviously, but do the same thing to care for their souls, to bring them together in loving community so they know that they're not alone. And I would just love to like talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah, I feel like if you can care well for the heart of the pastor's wife— You've won half the battle with the with the lead pastor. You know, if his wife is feeling connected, cared for, seen, appreciated, resourced, um, half the time we don't even know what we're doing because there's so many things to do. We're being pulled, you know, we're keeping the family together, the home together, the church. I, both of my boys are adopted from Taiwan. So I have, I say we did two adoptions and we birthed a church, you know, so I have three children. I have Joshua and Ethan and Crossway Church because it just consumes us. But if you can take care of the pastor's wife, then you've won half the battle with the lead pastor. And if we want to go the long haul, you have to take care of both. But um, man, there are just, there have been seasons where John has woken up in the morning and wondered, are we done? Because I've just not been in a good mental place, or I feel that burnout, or I feel just betrayed and no one understands and I'm mad at the world, you know? And so there are times where we've questioned our calling um, because I've just not been in a great place, uh, a season of frustration or grief. Um, we've had some family loss over the last two years. So being cared for is such a blessing and it's a blessing to my husband and it's a blessing then to our church. Let's go back to something that you you just said is that I think we often forget when we talk about calling, we talk about church and ministry life, we tend to, in, at least in our culture, we, we tend to go like, yeah, it's the senior pastor, but we but we often forget that a family is called as a unit into, into ministry. It's a husband, it's a wife, it's the family. And oftentimes so much attention, resources goes to the senior pastor pastor and the wives and the women in ministry are left out. Has that been your experience? Yes, that's definitely been my experience um, as far as like in women in leadership. Our breakout session that we just had at our one day soul care conference right now, um, I would say that the 60 women that were in that breakout session 
which were female leaders, everyone was sharing in different ways their different struggles as a female in leadership. And we were also sharing the flip side of that, of what has been provided for us. Like how do, what's the resolution? Where have we seen help in that? Um, Because we didn't want to just leave it with the brokenness question or the burden question. And so people were answering, sharing sacredly. And, you know, a lot of, um, I would say the the majority were sharing about loneliness, sharing about not feeling equipped. They want to be more developed. um, They want to, um, we want to, as women, know that we are valued, that we are seen, that our relationship, our first calling is to Jesus, not just what our gifts are. And so um, for the church to be made up of majority on staff, a lot of times are women. And so women, literally, yes. And so um, for us to enter into that space as a church united and to continue to pour into women who are burning out, left or right, because we don't know, like, all right, there's a million roles. And like, I have this role, but it's a good role. But which one should I tackle today? And I don't feel equipped for that completely. Um, and and so I think that um, to answer, to circle back to what you just shared, it's so critical that we continue to care for both pastors, wives, and women in leadership and invest in that with our time, talents, and treasures, because this is the, like, God is working through men and women in the church. And so, yeah, I've, I've felt that as a pastor's wife and both a woman in ministry. So you guys are part of a, a Church United Soul Care Women's Ministry team. Uh, that didn't really exist three months ago. I think it's about three months old. And what you guys have been able to execute and organize in three months took the guys three years. So like major <laughs> props to you all. Um, but I would love to, can you give our listeners just a window into that team? Cause it's really cool. It's pretty diverse. It's, it, mm-hmm. it has, it's, it's, it's diverse in, in ethnicity and background, also in age background, church denominations. But I, I'm guessing there's probably some unifying themes across all of those. Yes. I, it's a beautiful team. Good. It's a diverse team that God has put together, like you just said, different seasons of life, kids, no kids, married, not married, um, pastor's wives mixed with women in leadership. It's And the unifying, I mean, our first gathering together out to dinner, just, you know, relationally getting to know one another. I mean, it was, first of all, Jesus unified us because we're sisters in Christ above anything. So that was unifying. And then secondly, like we just get it. Like I could turn to Melissa and I, she'll finish my sentence if I start a story of like, hey, this happens or these, these people left our church and I'm grieving that. You know, like it is just Melissa, like I could share a situation, a very hard or grieving situation in church life and ministry. Um, and, you know, there's a trusted, there was an immediate trusted vulnerability on our team. And, you know, I think we left that night and two or three of the other women on the team were like, hey, like I have great community, but this, I didn't even know I needed this until tonight. I'll just add to that. You know, I think that what I think Allison would agree with this too. I, what we're not saying is that our churches aren't caring about us or don't love us or, so I want to make that very, very clear. You know, I, we, we have a very healthy culture on our staff of developing our staff, um, our ladies on staff, 
you know, and, but most of the time, if we're honest, it's about the nuts and the bolts of the ministry. You know, it's about the strategy, the structure, the new vision we're running after. So a lot of times what happens is church staffs, we're running after vision, we're running after execution of a plan, we're, we're training on the nuts and the bolts of ministry. But what I love about what God is birthing in this church united space for women is that it's about the soul of the leader. And sometimes churches do overlook that because we're so overwhelmed with the next thing, and it's not intentional. It's not like my husband wakes up one day and says to our staff, I'm not going to care for your soul today. No, but what this space does is it helps the pastor have a space for their teams to go and find that soul care connection. That's right. I think that's a really important point that that you've called out here is I actually, uh, early on in the Church United story, every now and then, even today, I'll get the question of, so like, are you guys trying to start like a denomination? Like, is this like a new kind of network, like an Acts 29 or an ARC? And I go, no, 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 no. Church United lives at like the 60,000 foot level. It's asking very different questions, pursuing very different things. Like we're not trying to compete or replace with any networks or denominations. But when we talk about the health and wholeness of a leader, the soul of a leader, what we've really created is a safe third space for pastors, women in ministry and pastor's wives to, to connect and to relate to one another. Just to give our listeners some optics and what a lot of people don't realize about the life of the church is oftentimes a denominational structure will have a pastoral care guy or a pastor to pastor or, man, like, isn't that what elders are for or deacons are for? And in theory, yes. However, because there's money attached, this is vocations to a lot of us, right? There's... I would never wake up and go to my elders and say, you know, I think I'm going to quit today. Or like, I don't think I'm called to be here because, you know, they'll probably be gracious a little bit, but they're like, well, maybe you shouldn't be here, you know? Or like, hey, I'm thinking about like making a mistake in my life. Well, man, maybe you're not called to ministry. And like stepping into those spaces, and it came up today even in, in, in our, our senior leader cohort, was so like, when you're getting together, are these, are these pastor's wives and, the, and these people in ministry, like, are they confessing like deep, dark, egregious sins? And I go, no, like- they're confessing to the thousand decisions that you make before you ever go there because you live in isolation and you don't live in community. And I love that that's what we're creating and what you guys are pioneering in the women in ministry and in the pastor's wives space. But I guess my last question is like, dream a little, like, what do you see? Uh, like I said at the beginning, I feel like we've caught a tiger by the tail where we're clearly scratching an itch that, that, that exists in our community. Um, but you guys are Help and create that, shape that. Like, what do you see for pastors' wives? What do you see for women in ministry? Um, I think Melissa would agree because uh, we have talked about this a little bit uh, as a leadership team. You know, some of our dreams are, uh, you know, more cohorts throughout Broward County and Palm Beach County for different groupings uh, for different pastors' wives and women in leadership. And we've also been talking and dreaming about Christian counseling. You know, it is a great need at different times for different reasons, but it is um, hard to always um, pay for it. <laughs> it's expensive. I think a lot of people don't realize <laughs> that the average counselor rate is $150 an hour. Yes. And when that's the going rate, you instantly have selected the group that can afford that yes. and the group that can't afford that. And I'll just add on to that, that there are so many pastor's wives, and I'll include myself in that group um, in in full transparency. Where when the the pastor's wife or the woman in leadership gets to the point where she's willing to go to counseling, because that's half the battle, then she realizes I have a financial hurdle and or she's always looking out for the benefit of her husband first. And so 
that is where you really do feel like you take the back seat or you feel overlooked. And so to have uh, one of our dreams would be to have a counseling fund where pastor's wives or women in ministry who are pouring it out for Jesus, that would no longer be a barrier for her to be able to go the long haul and get the mental help that she needs in that season of whatever she's dealing with. And so that is a big dream of ours. Yes. Yeah. And um, just a thank you for that. I would also add that, you know, we would love to see professional development. Um, equipping for women in leadership and also pastor's wives. You know, I entered into a pastor's wife role after being a woman in leadership and around the church for years. And all of a sudden overnight, I was a pastor's wife, a lead pastor, and I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) And it wasn't until I got together with three other pastor's wives from other churches. And I was so thankful for that. So to have those opportunities for learning communities, specifically on topics that would equip and, you know, develop more women in leadership and also pastor's wives, uh, you know, just with the um, expectations that we put on ourselves and also the expectations that some of the church puts on us. And that is not, um, they don't do it on purpose a lot. (laughs) It's just out of ignorance. Beautiful, bliss, ignorance. And so um, those are some of our dreams. You know, we would also love to see continued um, women's soul care conferences for women. Um, and you said I'm not invited to the next one. <laughs> you can wear the pink lanyard. But I can wear the pink lanyard? Okay. Yeah, can we, yes, I, think I just got absolutely. kicked out of the next conference. <laughs> we would love to see that come, to come into fruition over a year or two. Um, more childcare at events, and all of those things cost money. You know, those are things that, um, you know, cost things. Yeah. What I love about the NCF ecosystem, because we've paired this whole Church United movement in these other verticals of invest and equip, we're, we're looking at generous marketplace leaders and generous Christian families, and we're, and we're tracing the faithfulness of God in South Florida that says behind every great thing that has happened in the life of the church are patrons and proclaimers working together. So the partnership that is forming, that's in its infancy. So I'm... I'm personally trusting God as a vertical lead for NCF, trusting God that like, I don't think money's the problem. I think people don't realize how, if I could just say it this way, dire the situation is and how much this need exists. And if I could just say, we did a survey. So there's 10 of us on the Women's Soul Care Leadership Team. And just between, uh, we put a 10 question survey together just to get some research to pastor's wives and women in leadership. And we texted it out to about 60 women between the 10 of us. Pastors pastors, wives in South Florida. Pastors wives in South Florida and women in leadership in South Florida. And these are just friends of friends and kind of spread the word. So we had 60 women respond to this. Out of the 10 questions, the one that I'm just going to share today was, uh, are you currently experiencing burnout? And over 80% said yes. And it just, it breaks your heart. We want to get to the place where 10 years from now, we're, we would be able to look back and say, women in ministry in South Florida, because let's be honest, South Florida is a very hard place to do ministry. Absolutely. It's the best place to do mm-hmm. ministry. Yep. It's why we can <laughs> chose to plant our church in South Florida and not leave. It's 100% the best place to do ministry, but it is a bear, and it's hard. Um, if you're not from South Florida and you come to South Florida, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even make it. Um But we want to get to the point where 10 years from now, we can look back and say, because of Church United and the generosity of all of these incredible organizations working behind the scenes on our behalf, that women in ministry in South Florida and pastor's wives in South Florida have never had to walk alone Mm -hmm. 
that they feel overly equipped and resourced and valued. And then then they turn around and they bring up the next group yes. of women in ministry and pastors, wives yes. in South Florida, because we're not going to be here forever. Yep. <laughs> um, but we're building a foundation for the years to come. And I am so excited about that. You know, Melissa, as you were sharing, like one of the things that jumped to mind is uh, after you had, it was probably your first or second soul care gathering, Elizabeth Mitchell, uh, who's uh, Bill Mitchell's wife from Boca Community Church. Shout out to them. Love that church. Great church. Uh, But came to me, Bill said, hey, my wife had a great time. Like it was just life giving to her. And then I was able to talk to Elizabeth a few days later and she goes, it's just such a joy to pour into other women and seeing women share life experience resources together. It brings life. And that's just a promise that we see throughout the Bible, throughout all of scripture is when you enter in the core message that we just Mm -hmm, heard today, Mm -hmm. when you enter in yourself, you will find life. So that's what we're trusting God for. I want to say thank you to Allison and to Melissa for pioneering this hard but needed soil uh, here in South Florida. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just want to say thank you once again to having Melissa Ellswick of Crossway Church in Weston and Allison Hicks join us from the Avenue Church in Delray Beach. Talk about why they are personally leaning in and caring for pastors' wives and are part of the Church United Women in Ministry Soul Care team. You may be listening to this and go, I heard some needs and I'm a patron and I would love to help meet some of those needs. Visit our website, ncfgiving.com forward slash South Florida and get in touch with us. We would love to help you navigate how to meet those needs. But maybe you're listening and going, I want to get involved. I'm a pastor's wife. I need to get my pastor's wife involved. I'm a woman in ministry. How do I get involved with this? Visit our website, churchunitedfl.com and click on the button Soul Care and you'll see all the various different cohort offerings and how you can take a next step. It's been my pleasure to host this conversation and we can't wait to talk to you again on the Generous Life Podcast.